This is day 38 of our daily Bible reading. We will be reading chapters 33 and 34 from Deuteronomy, which will end the book, and then we will read the first three chapters of Joshua. Lord Heavenly Father, please bless this time as we study your word, examine the truth that's in it, that we can find life in these things, we can find joy and peace in these things, knowing that you are in control and that you have designed all of this for our good and you have instructed us in the ways of righteousness. Please lead us into our promised land, Lord, which is peace with you, and that we may calibrate our hearts to honor you and to love the things you love and hate the things that you hate. Please bless us at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Now this is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the sons of Israel before his death. He said, The Lord came from Sinai, and dawned on them from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Paran, and he came from the midst of ten thousand holy ones. At his right hand there was flashing lightning for them. Indeed, he loves the people. All your holy ones are in your hand, and they followed in your steps. Every one receives of your words. Moses charged us with a law, a possession for the assembly of Jacob. And he was king in Jeshurun, when the head of the people were gathered, the tribes of Israel together. May Reuben live and not die nor his men be few. And this regarding Judah, so he said, Hear, O Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him to his people. With his hands he contended for them, and may you be a help against his adversaries. Of Levi he said, Let your Thummim and your Urim belong to your godly man, whom you proved at Massa with whom you contended at the waters of Meribah, who said of his father and his mother, I did not consider them. And he did not acknowledge his brothers, nor did he regard his own sons, for they observed your word and kept your covenant. They shall teach your ordinances to Jacob and your law to Israel. They shall put incense before you, the whole burnt offerings on your altar. O Lord, bless his substance, and accept the work of his hands. Shatter the loins of those who rise up against him, and those who hate him, so that they will not rise again. Of Benjamin he said, May the beloved of the Lord dwell in security by him, who shields him all the day, and he dwells between his shoulders. Of Joseph he said, Blessed of the Lord be his land, with the choice things of heaven, with the dew, and from the deep lying beneath, and with the choice yield of the sun, and with the choice produce of the months, and with the best things of the ancient mountains, and with the choice things of the everlasting hills, and with the choice things of the earth and its fullness, and the favor of him who dwelt in the bush. Let it come to the head of Joseph, and to the crown of the head of the one distinguished among his brothers. As the firstborn of his ox, majesty is his, and his horns are the horns of the wild ox, 
With them he will push the peoples all at once to the ends of the earth. And those are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and those are the thousands of Manasseh. Of Zebulun he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in your going forth, and Issachar in your tents. They will call peoples to the mountain. There they will offer righteous sacrifices, for they will draw out the abundance of the seas and the hidden treasures of the sand. Of Gad he said, Blessed is the one who enlarges Gad. He lies down as a lion and tears the arm, also the crown of the head. Then he provided the first part for himself, for there the ruler's portion was reserved. And he came with the leaders of the people. He executed the justice of the Lord and his ordinances with Israel. Of Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's whelp that leaps forth from Bashan. Of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full of the blessings of the Lord, take possession of the sea and the south. Of Asher, he said, More blessed than sons is Asher. May he be favored by his brothers, and may he dip his foot in oil. Your locks will be iron and bronze, and according to your days, so will your leisurely walk be. There is none like the God of Jeshurun, who rides the heavens to your help, and through the skies in his majesty. The eternal God is a dwelling place, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he drove out the enemy from before you, and said, Destroy. So Israel dwells in security, the fountain of Jacob secluded, in a land of grain and new wine. His heavens also drop down dew. Blessed are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, who is a shield of your help and the sword of your majesty. So your enemies will cringe before you, and you will tread upon their high places. Now Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead as far as Dan, and all Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, and the Negev, and the plain in the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoar. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no man knows his burial place to this day. Although Moses was one hundred and twenty years old when he died, his eye was not dim, nor his vigor abated. So the sons of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses came to an end.
Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. And the sons of Israel listened to him, and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. Since that time, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. For all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to perform in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh, all his servants, and all his land, and for all the mighty power, and for all the great terror which Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving them to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun, will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to your fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the midst of the camp, and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you are to cross this Jordan, to go in and possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess it. To the Reubenites, and to the Gadites, and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the word which Moses the servant of the Lord commanded you, saying, The Lord your God gives you rest, and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But you shall cross before your brothers in battle array, all your valiant warriors, and shall help them, until the Lord gives your brothers rest, as he gives you. And they also possess the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to your land, and possess that which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. 
they answered Joshua, saying, All that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your command and does not obey your words and all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men as spies secretly to Shittim, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came into the house of a harlot, whose name was Rahab, and lodged there. It was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men from the sons of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. And the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I do not know where they were from. It came about, when it was time to shut the gate at dark, that the men went out. I do not know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them in the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. So the men pursued them on the road to the Jordan to the fords. And as soon as those who were pursuing them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land have melted away before you. But we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to Sion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. When we heard it, our hearts melted, and no courage remained in any man any longer because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Now therefore, please swear to me by the Lord, since I have dealt kindly with you, that you also will deal kindly with my father's household, and give me a pledge of truth, and spare my father and my mother and my brothers and my sisters, with all who belong to them, and deliver our lives from death. So the men said to her, Our life for yours, if you do not tell this business of ours. And it shall come about, when the Lord gives us the land, that we will deal kindly and faithfully with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall, so that she was living on the wall. She said to them, Go to the hill country, so that the pursuers will not happen upon you, and hide yourselves there for three days until the pursuers return. Then afterward you may go on your way. The men said to her, We shall be free from this oath to you 
which you have made us swear, unless, when we come into the land, you tie this cord of scarlet thread in the window through which you let us down, and gather to yourself into the house your father and your mother and your brothers and all your father's household. It shall come about that anyone who goes out of the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we shall be free. But anyone who is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if a hand is laid on him. But if you tell this business of ours, then we shall be free from the oath which you have made us swear. She said, According to your words, so be it. So she sent them away, and they departed, and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. They departed and came to the hill country, and remained there for three days, until the pursuers returned. Now the pursuers had sought them all along the road, but had not found them. Then the two men returned and came down from the hill country, and crossed over, and came to Joshua the son of Nun. And they related to him all that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, Surely the Lord has given us all the land into our hands. Moreover, all the inhabitants of the land have melted away before us. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and he and all the sons of Israel set out from Shittim and came to the Jordan. And they lodged there before they crossed. At the end of three days, the officers went through the midst of the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God with the Levitical priests carrying it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. However, there shall be between you and it a distance of about two thousand cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, and cross over ahead of the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant, and went ahead of the people. Now the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that just as I had been with Moses, I will be with you. You shall, moreover, command the priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you come to the edge of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. Then Joshua said to the sons of Israel, Come here, and hear the words of the Lord your God. Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will assuredly dispossess from before you the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Hivite, the Perizzite, the Girgashite, the Amorite, and the Jebusite. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over ahead of you into the Jordan. Now then, 
Take for yourselves twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one man from each tribe. It shall come about when the soles of the feet of the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, rest in the waters of the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan will be cut off, and the waters which are flowing down from above will stand in a heap. So when the people set out from their tents to cross the Jordan, with the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and when those who carried the Ark came into the Jordan, and the feet of the priests carrying the Ark were dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks all the days of harvest, the waters which were flowing down from above stood and rose up in one heap a great distance away, at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan, and those who were flowing down towards the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off. So the people crossed opposite Jericho, and the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground, until all the nation had finished crossing the Jordan. Okay, so we ended the book of Deuteronomy with beauty and with sadness. The blessing that Moses gave was a perfect complement to the one that Jacob gave at the end of his life. And same thing as when Jacob gave his, he is prophesying at the same time, not just blessing them individually as nations, but also at giving prophecy as to where they're going to live, certain characteristics of each nation, each tribe, that will be something that will carry on in the future generations. For example, um, in verse 7, you see that, Hear, O Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him to his people. With his hands he contended for them, and you may be a help against his adversaries. So he's praying here that Judah would take the place of leadership in Israel. And we know this to be true as well, because our Lord Jesus Christ was a Jew, but he was born into the tribe of Judah, of the line of King David. So that is also a fulfillment of prophecy, that Jesus was born from the line of Judah. And that's why he's also called the Lion of Judah as well. Now we see in verse 8, we see Levi is called to be faithful. And letting the Urim and the Thummim belong to the godly man. So we again, we see this revelation from the Lord that this Urim and Thummim is a way that the Levites communicate with God in some way, and that it should be in the hands of their faithful uh, believers so that God can speak clearly and the message can be given clearly through these people. Do you notice that there was one tribe that just got a brief footnote? And that one that got a brief footnote is when you, you read verse 18, when you read Zebulun, Rejoice, Zebulun, and you're going forth and Issachar in your tents. And that's the only time we ever see Issachar blessed here. I thought that was very odd. 
that it, they got such a short little footnote in Zebulun's blessing. I wonder why. I really don't know the answer to that. But I just, it was an interesting observation. So then you see him give the complete blessing to all the tribes. And then he blesses the Lord. There is none like the God of Jeshurun. Remember, the the term Jeshurun is a a, a nice pet name. It is a uh, an endearing name that God gives to His people, and that it's proclaiming here in these next verses that God is above all things. He is with the people, and He is eternal. And just you just see so much beauty and glory given to the Lord here. And it's a beautiful way to end his life, because this is the last thing that we see Moses say. And then you see God's faithfulness in chapter 34. Moses knew his time was up. God had made it very clear he was going to go to that mountain and die. But two things to note here is, one, it describes, which I kind of alluded to in an earlier episode, was... He was shown the land, and he showed him all the land. Now, if you look on a map of where they were standing at this time, this is like near the southern end of the territory. And the nation of Israel is a very small area, in you know, even in Bible times, compared to some nations we think of today. But you cannot see one end of Israel from a mountain. To the other. You can't see all the nation of Israel from one place. It's not physically possible. So what you see here is God gave him such a huge panorama of everything that he has brought them to. Look, Moses, you can't go into this land, but look at what you have done. Look at what you have led your people to. Look at what you've done. This is your achievement. Congratulations. You brought the people this far. May you be blessed. Look at what you've done. Observe it before you die. And then you come join me. So then he gets to see the whole land. And then it says Moses died. And God buried him himself. I suspect that the reason why God buried him himself was because you see in at the end of the Bible, you see in the book of Jude, that there's a very interesting passage in there. And it, it talks about Satan arguing with the archangel Michael over where the body of Moses is. So why do you think Satan is so interested in where the body of Moses is? If he knew where the body was, Maybe he could try to take possession of it and try to lead people astray in such a magnificent way. So I, I think that might be why. I don't, don't quote me on that, but that's my personal uh, conclusion that I drew there. But God buried him himself with honor. And what was very neat here is that he died at the age of 120, and he never lost his vision and his vigor never abated. He had the strength and the faculties of a young man all his life. Now, I wish we can all say that we can have that, 
And if we certainly, there are things we can do to make ourselves as healthy as possible. But this was God's gift. Then we see Joshua take the mantle, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit at the end of chapter 34. And then you see, he reminds him, hey, you're in charge now. Everything that I did with Moses, I'm going to do with you. Everything that I was to Moses, I will be with you. I'm not going to abandon you. I won't fail you. I'll never abandon you. I'll never forsake you. And then you see it in Deuteronomy a couple of times with Joshua. And then you see it with this couple of chapters here in the book of Joshua. You see the same words coming over and over and over addressed to Joshua. Most of the time it's from Moses or God. But there was even from the leaders of these tribes that were going to help them conquer the land, they said the very same thing to him, to be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. You see it multiple times. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. So it makes me wonder if Joshua was afraid. Maybe he needed that reminder because maybe he was nervous or maybe he was Overwhelmed with the feeling of responsibility. It was not a surprise to him because he had known this was coming for a while. But he still had a heaviness of heart, perhaps. And God had to keep reminding him, Hey, I've got your back. I will take care of this. Be strong and courageous. And I will get you through this. I've already said that you're going to get this. You will be the one to lead them. And every place that your foot touches the ground, it's yours. You just need to go and do it. And then one of my most favorite portions of Scripture is in Joshua chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. And this is regarding the Bible for us. Not only the book of the law, which is the first five books of, the, of, the, of our Bible, the law of Moses, the Torah, the Pentateuch, however you want to describe it. But the entire Bible is this for us today. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. The Bible should be spoken out of your mouth constantly, everywhere you go, with everyone you're with. But not only that, he says, but you shall also meditate on it day and night. Why? So that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. You're supposed to spend time soaking in scripture and in prayer so that you won't depart from the commands of the Bible and that you will develop that love and that natural resistance to evil to where you can be obedient to the things of the Bible. That is the action that we are required to take. If we want to be effective Christians, that's what we have to do. We have to come to know our Lord. And how do you get to know your Lord? By speaking with him in prayer, spending time meditating on his words and the law, in the Bible, memorizing scripture. 
thinking long and hard about what that scripture means. Again, what we're doing here, reading five chapters a day, is just to get your feet wet. This should be where we get started every day, but then your personal study should take you deeper than this. Okay? Because that's where you learn, and that's where you apply these things to your lives. So that you can be effective Christians. So that you can be godly people. So that you can grow in spiritual maturity and wisdom. And then you take what you learn, and you walk outside your door of your closet, of your study room, wherever you are, and you affect the world around you. Starting with your family, in the workplace, at the grocery store, at your church, everywhere you go. There should be something coming out of you that's from this book of the law. Because it's on your mind, it's on your lips, therefore it's in your heart. So if we do this, we're careful to do according to the word of the law, we meditate on the Bible, we don't let it depart from our mouths, what will happen? It says, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. So obviously here it's saying prosperity and success are not the same thing, right? And what it's saying here is prosperity is the step before success. Because for success is the end result, right? You finish something, you are successful. But the process of getting to that success is things will go well with you. Things will go positively. It won't be perfect, let's be clear. It won't go perfectly because we are in a sinful world and sometimes trials enter to teach us a lesson. But the end result will be accomplished, because God's word never fails. So then he reminds him, verse 9, Have I not commanded you? I've already told you this, Joshua. Be strong and courageous. In my Bible, there's an exclamation point here that you don't see on the other ones. He's reminding him, I've already told you this, Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble. Do not be afraid. And do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's what he needed to hear. Because you see the second half of chapter 1, he starts giving orders. He's like, you know what? Let's do this. It's time. So then he steps up to the plate and he starts giving orders. And he reminds the people of what they're supposed to do. And he gets them ready. And then we come to chapter 2, where we see the two men enter into the land as spies, and they interact with a harlot, a prostitute, named Rahab, who has heard these things that have been going on with Israel. Word travels. Even in those days before phones and the internet, word still travels. Word of mouth, very effective. And the things that she says... She came to those guys after hiding them. She says that she fears the Lord. She believes in the Lord and is afraid of him. And that's a good thing. She is a believer. Even a prostitute 
Even a harlot can be a believer. So we should never say that no one is beyond redemption, right? As he says, I have done this thing for you. Swear to me that you will protect my family. And they agree. They say, okay, whoever's going to be in your house when we come take Jericho will be safe. Just leave the little red cord outside so we can see where you are. And that place will be safe. And so they go on their way. But the thing that she tells them is, I know that the Lord has given you the land. That's some confidence there. Some good confidence. But also this, the terror of you has fallen on us. And all the inhabitants of the land have melted away before you. What does that even mean to have them melt away? They are completely torn apart. They are completely dismayed. They're like, oh no, there is no way we can beat these guys. They've got a god against us. All these wonderful things that happened to them, they have destroyed whole civilizations. We're not going to do anything to them. So think about the language that those 12 spies 40 years ago went in and said, there, we're like grasshoppers to them. They will just wipe us out. We are nothing to them. They're saying the same thing about Israel now. Because of what the Lord has done. Not what the people did, right? But what God did. God did all this. He gets all the glory. He gets all the credit. And it had to be in such a way, and God does this all the time, he does it in such a way where it's impossible for man to boast. Doesn't he do that? He puts the situation stacked against him on purpose so that at the end of it, the result will be, that was God. There's no way man could have done that. And we'll see later if Rahab's oath is kept. And if she gets out of there and her family get out of there safely, which we'll see soon. And then you see the whole people of Israel finally cross that Jordan. And how do they cross it? The Levites stood in the middle of the Jordan River and they parted it. And it piled up. And it, they walked across dry land just like they did at the Red Sea. And it was with the Ark of the Covenant at the front line. So we're getting into some good stuff coming up here. And um, we're getting to the, one of the more famous stories of the Bible people know about, which is the victory at Jericho. So we'll see what happens. But we'll save that for tomorrow. Until then, I'm Ryan. Thank you for listening. And have a great day. Thank you, and God bless you. Take care.